Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The hot hand is in West Lafayette. The Boilermakers, when it comes to football, they're going to play Michigan this weekend. When it comes to basketball, how are they not the number one team in the land? The men's team. And then, of course, you've got a hot hand on the Pacers. You've got, well, not a hot hand on the Colts. But they're going to play some Monday Night Football. And that's at least somewhat exciting. Tony Katz. Good to be with you. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. JMV joins us from 93.5107.5 The Fan. And before we get into the Colts action uh, uh, tonight, um, is the Purdue football team good enough to compete with Michigan? And is the IU football team about to go through another coaching change? Well, let me tell you this. I don't think uh, he's going to go through a coaching change, although they need to go through a coaching change. I just don't think financially with my Tom Allen has that it's even remotely feasible for them to do that. With Purdue, I, honestly, the way Michigan played on, on Saturday, Tony, at Ohio State was incredibly impressive. They put out some offense that I think we're going to see from Jim Harbaugh's team. So that being said, you make it a, a one-and-done type of moment like that, and – Maybe the Boilers can hang. Do I expect it? No. Am I surprised they're there? Absolutely. But, boy, Michigan looked just so good on Saturday, especially in that second half offensively. Ohio State had zero answers. It is going to be a struggle. I think that, honestly, Tony, that the Boilermaker offense, I think they're going to put up some points. I just don't think they're going to put up nearly enough because that defense is going to struggle, I believe, with a revitalized Michigan offense that we saw in that Ohio State game on Saturday. That was impressive. But there's there's no doubt that Michigan's going to go uh, in into this playoffs, that Michigan right now is the hot hand and is, is I would assume at this stage, especially with the LSU loss, uh, a favorite to win the national championship. This is Harbaugh's to lose, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that they are right there. I mean, never forget about Georgia. I mean, Georgia lost so much last year. We tend to forget about it because they're so consistently elite level, lost so much in the first round, especially last year. But they're certainly still, you know, right there as far as the leaders in the national championship title hunt. But, no, Michigan, Tony, without question, you're absolutely right, is right there in the mix. And, you know, all you have to do is look back at the way they close. People have been wanting them to do what they did Saturday against a good team. And that's exactly what they did. I was overly impressed exactly with what they did offensively. And I would think that's going to be a little bit of carryover coming up this weekend. Too. Talk to me about carryover for Purdue. Uh, this is a, a, a team that's 6-4 and four, uh, because of the, the, the Big Ten West not as strong as, as the East. They're going to go to this game in Indianapolis, which is certainly uh, good for uh, the hometown fans. Maybe not as good for downtown Indy when you consider you could get more hotel rooms out of a, an, out of, an out-of-state team playing. Um, uh, what does it say for this program? What's the next step for them? 
Well, I would just say this. It says you play in the Big Ten West, and the Big Ten West will probably – I mean, whoever is left standing who's halfway decent is going to get there, whether that was going to be, you know, Illinois or – you know, you saw what Iowa did, Tony, on Friday to eliminate themselves from that possibility. Um, I, I Listen, I'm not going to take anything away from what has been a fantastic weekend for the Boilermakers. Uh, the Big Ten West is not any good. I'm happy that Purdue went out and grabbed it. And all you have to do is give yourself a chance, and that's exactly what Jeff Baum's team is doing coming up this weekend. Talking with JMV from 93.5-1075. The fan, we'll get into what the future of IU football is another day. But as we stick with Purdue, Purdue basketball, uh, they beat up Duke pretty damn well uh, through nearly the entirety of that game. Is this the number one team in men's basketball? They're the best team that I have seen so far, and I've seen everybody. I mean, I had, that's all I did this past weekend, the past couple of weekends, really, is watch college basketball. And they are the best team that I have seen as of right now. And we'll see if that changes. We'll see if they evolve. But the thing that they have over everybody else is they have a team. They have a fantastic team that performed that way against both Gonzaga a couple of nights prior, impressively speaking, and then Duke. And what they did, Tony, I think that was most impressive – is they took the game, and then they put it away. They left no doubt, and it just seemed like besides Zach Eady, who obviously is the guy in it who's who you're expecting to produce, the best player on the team, it was always a mixture of somebody. They are talented. They are deep. Now, granted, Duke and Gonzaga are not the same type of Duke and Gonzaga teams, but they don't even consider that. Don't take that away whatsoever because Purdue has been so far in this early season the most impressive team in college basketball without question. Talking to JMV from 93.5-1075, the fan. I move it over now to Monday Night Football. Well, you know, we'll get, I wanted to get to the Pacers because I happened to be there uh, Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Durant had, uh, for, for Brooklyn, maybe had like 36, 40 points, whatever it is. Uh, the Pacers looked not great through three quarters, but there's the win once again. This team is incredibly, incredibly solid. Is it... Is it the the is it a, the combination of players? I know there's been always this conversation: Is Miles Turner there? Is he not yeah. going to be there? Has Rick Carlisle just figured out how to, what makes this team click? What, before we get to the Colts, what is the story on the Pacers? Uh, Tony, they're just better than what we thought they were going to be, and they're going to have nights like what you witnessed in front of you on Friday, where they close out a, a good team in Brooklyn, a talented team in Brooklyn, and then they're going to be nights or afternoons, if we will, like yesterday. They start out a seven game Western road swing. And they get absolutely worked over by a Clippers team that was playing without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And uh, Ivanka Zubats, who was the center for the Clippers, went all Wilt Chamberlain for like 30 and 29 against them. So they're going to have games like that that are disappointing. But they are, in large part, Tony, much, much better than what I think most of us gave them any chance at being so far. They've been fun to watch. They. That much is 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 true, and as I was watching that game uh, Friday, uh, it, it seems to me, me outsider looking in, that coming off the bench, T.J. McConnell, who it's it's not that he had a lot of points, but dishing the ball, moving that team, a bit of excitement. Like, how, is 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 this a guy who who gets absolutely no press and should? Uh, spark plug. That's exactly what you want off the bench. 
That's what Rick Carlisle told me the, the exact same thing. He said, we love when he comes in there because we know the balls, they get to the right spots on the floor, and we know he's going to give this team a spark off the bench. Not all teams have that, and it comes in a package of T.J. McConnell. All teams need it. All teams don't have it. This team, with that, to me, veteran leadership, that presence off the bench, absolutely needs what T.J. McConnell inspires them to do once he checks into the game. And you saw that on Friday. We see that basically on a night-to-night basis. Now, I, 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 I've talked about all these things. We only got like like a minute or, or so. Colts, sure. Steelers tonight, Monday night. You g- give me give me uh, the the quick thoughts. Give me the quick score. Uh, is Matt Ryan yep. going to be able to throw this ball? Is he going to get sacked forty seven times? Here's the thing: um, if they are able to protect the edge whatsoever, that's the only thing that worries me. Is the edge pressure Pittsburgh brings? Pittsburgh's not a good football team. This is a game that the Colts need to win. This is a game I think the Colts will win. Twenty three twenty is going to be the final. But hey, let's judge it like this: if they're able to at all protect Matt Ryan and that edge rush is not going to be consistent. That's what worries me the most, then the Colts will win. If this is another one of those landslide things where they can't protect, then the Colts will probably lose. I just think that they're going to be good enough to beat Pittsburgh tonight for the first time forever. 23-20, Colts over the Steelers, provided there's no edge rush, or at least not as much as what we have seen, Tony, so far this season. Jonathan Taylor in this lineup? Jonathan Taylor should be right there, brother. 